This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Who gonna check me, boo? And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And I'm Barry Rosenfeld Happy Thursday Happy Thursday. We have we have a lot to talk about today. Yes, we do. And it's not like all of a sudden, I feel like we kind of say this a lot, but like there's so much going on in the Bravo world these days. And it's nice because I feel like last like spring, summer, when we were kind of like in the first, you know, quarantine wave, there was this vibe of like, we have to cherish our Bravo shows now because everything is messed up and like in six months, we might not have any new shows. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, no, you're going to be busy. <laughs> no, I totally remember that. I, I, like, in the beginning, we really thought it, we were in jeopardy. Like, we weren't going to have anything to talk about. But boy, <laughs> were we very, very wrong. Now we have, right, like, we, we like, have to rearrange our days. <laughs> we are like, thank God they pushed Potomac because then there won't be anything else in the fall. And it, yeah, I mean, so now we have Summer House starting next week. We have Jersey next month, Below Deck Sailing, March 1st, and then just announced Married to Medicine comes back on March 7th. So, I mean, there is plenty of new content coming down the pipeline and, and you guys I know i be... started my married to madison journey this you did week. yes you were texting me about it i have two seasons left to get through um with like we have like a little over a month i, I mean you will you the limit does not exist to how quickly barry can <laughs> make it through a <laughs> tv you. show um i personally am like a little bit of a more of a slow burn binger but i will also get through it um yeah, Married to Medicine, I feel like, is very underrated. I don't know if we'll be recapping it, like, every week, but we definitely mm-hmm. want to show it some love, so we will be catching up in time for the premiere. Yeah, but today we are talking about Below Deck, Real Houses of Dallas, Real Houses of Salt Lake City, and there's a lot to unpack within oh, these boy. three shows. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, we'll start with Below Deck, yeah. I mean, mostly because it's first, but also I feel like it will be the quickest. Yes, um, always. So... First of all, James and Elizabeth are just like a fucking mess. I would hate to be on the boat with them. I just feel like they're one of those couples that just draw everyone into their drama. And it's like, why are we why are we doing this? Okay, but little detail. Did anyone else notice that James is quote unquote eggplant parm in Elizabeth's phone? Oh I was I wasn't like, I wasn't girl, feeling that too much. Elizabeth, but th- you in danger, girl. <laughs> Poor, but Elizabeth, the thing is, wow, this has really took a turn. Like James is still being an uber douche. Like Elizabeth, just walk away. I feel like she, she does. You, we do see her randomly taking like a deep breath and going like into another cabin because she has James being a douche. She has Francesca being a bitch to her at all times of the day. So I can, I can see how Elizabeth is like a little, a little frustrated. But girl, just do some yoga on the top deck. Okay, it's this episode is like. 
a crazy ride because it goes from the beginning where James is still being like an absolute dick, basically ignoring her, flirting with Ashling in front of her, yeah. like totally acting like why would why would she be upset? Like, what am I doing? And then they, by the end of the episode, they're having sex in a guest cabin again. And it's like, you, like, she is fully just on the James roller coaster. And it's oh, like, yeah. I get it. I get it. Like, there aren't a lot of options. Homegirl is horny. Like, <laughs> there aren't a lot of options. <laughs> but it's like, Elizabeth, like, she is, she is not helping herself out even a little bit. Listen, she wants to D. She's going to do whatever she can to get it. But here's the thing. We have to talk about this guest cabin situation because Francesca's getting on my goddamn freaking nerves, okay? So she even goes to Eddie. This is the second time she goes to Eddie to be a rat on Elizabeth, okay? So even Eddie, for the second time, goes, well, you need to be, they need to be caught red-handed for that. Like, you can't, you can't, like, do he said, she said for that. And then he walked away. Francesca goes and digs and digs and asks Elizabeth and Elizabeth was like, didn't know what to do. It's like if any boss asks you a question, you're like stuttering over your words, whatever. But that wasn't right that Francesca was asking her because you have no proof whether or not Elizabeth says she slept in there or not. You have no proof that they did. I mean, I disagree. I think that's the kind of thing where it's like that is like a really bad offense on the boat to like oh, I, have I sex in a guest that. cabin. So I don't think it's I don't think it's wrong to be asked about it. Like if I, you know, like if I were to be like embezzling money from the company or something and my boss doesn't and my boss like gets a tip, it's not like against, you know, like it's not like out of their like situation to like ask me if it, if I did it. Like I, I think it's the kind of thing where it's like, it would be one thing if it was like oh like elizabeth didn't like wash the dish she was supposed to but it's like you fucked in the guest cabin without permission that is like a fireable offense and i don't think it's like anything wrong on francesca's part to ask her if it's true no no no. listen i i get what you're saying and i agree my point is that what got me mad is that eddie told her that you know there's nothing we can do about it and then she didn't basically didn't like that answer so then she proceeded to go and was like no let me ask that's okay that's what i didn't like to be clear though that's an it's not really eddie's jurisdiction because it's an interior thing and francesca specifically says a (laughs) crew member dylan and i are like arguing it's it's not maritime law but it's unspoken that a crew member can't sleep in the guest cabin without the express permission of the captain or the chief stew so it's like i think dylan close the maritime book you have in front of you close it don't read it in front of the i'll put it back i'll return it to the library um yeah i mean to me it's just like elizabeth Maybe in that specific situation, Francesca could have gone about it better. But it's like yeah. Elizabeth has been whining this whole season and she she isn't doing anything to help herself out. And watching her be like, well, I mean, like there, I it was like an un- like I sat down on the bed. It's like, girl, shut the fuck up. We heard yeah, you yeah. moaning on the camera. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm done. I'm like over Elizabeth. I think she is like kind of entertaining on the show but like as an employee i'm like yeah you suck like oh 100 but the thing is also at one point elizabeth went up to francesca and was like hey what else can i do which i'm sorry at this point of your job you should know what you should be doing but she was being nice and just being like what do you need me to do and francesca like snapped at her and it, i thought it was funny because at that point francesca's the one that messed up and got in trouble because so i think she was like embarrassed and like flipped on elizabeth but like oh god this no one can get their job right except we have to talk about rachel rachel's still hitting it out of the ballpark like yeah rachel has i don't think she's really had a a big mess up in the kitchen this whole season um 
and we find out this this week that she was a contestant on America's Next Top Model. I I did a little digging. I don't think she wasn't one of the like main contestants that made it to the competition. I think she was, you know how in the first episode they would be like interviewing girls and then they would choose like 13 contestants. I think she was just in that first like interview round, but still it's like there's footage of her on the show. Oh yeah. Which is really funny. I used to like watch that show religiously and then oh, yeah. I, I haven't I haven't in like years, but I I don't recognize her from America's Next Top Model. But, no, I um, funny fun fact, she said cycle three, same season that Eva won. That is so what I we wonder, like to call a fun fact. I would love to know if they were ever like in the waiting room for their interviews together or something, <laughs> because I just can't imagine them having a conversation, but you know, it was a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, okay. Honestly, next week I'm more excited because the Queen of Versailles, who we've seen before, is on yes. this show, oh my God. and I can't wait. Because I thought they were poor. I watched their movie on Netflix, and like they don't no, no, have no. any more money. That was like, th- I mean, that was in the financial crisis, and they've since bounced back. That was oh, like great. twelve years ago. Okay, good, good, um, good, good. The house, the, the Versailles house, is still not finished, but they are. Um, as Karen Huger would say, debt-free and loaded. Perhaps not debt-free, but they do have money. But you um, guys should also watch that documentary. It is. I love Queen oh. of Versailles. I'm very excited. <laughs> Jackie real. Siegel is like one of the most ridiculous people in the world. So she's going to be a great charter guest. I she is a good guest, though. She, she is a good guest in general. Like she's, well, she doesn't care about Their anything. family business is like timeshares and stuff. So she should know about like staying in other people's houses or so. I don't know how that works. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. Let's talk about (laughs) Dallas. (laughs) Um, so this episode, we start with everyone being hungover from Carrie's birthday. Apparently, Brandy was out till like 4 a.m. They drank a lot of tequila. I don't know. I was like, uh, okay, and, go off, I guess. And guys, filming for me in this situation would be so annoying because the last thing I want to do when I'm hungover after a party is now break out into groups and go to my friend's house and discuss. Like, it's one thing to wake up in your friend's house and discuss what happened the night before or like FaceTime, but to get up, get ready, go. We yeah, saw Cam I, in sweatpants, okay? That was, that's how you know they were hungover. 
I almost was wondering, I feel like this episode, they were trying to like cram a lot in. Like, I wonder if they had like specific days that they were like, everybody's been tested. We have to film another scene. Because all of a sudden you have um, Deandra's house where Brandy and Carrie are hanging out. And then Cameron's house where Steph and Jen come over. And it's like, oh, wow, the whole group is together the morning after. Cam is still talking about the chicken foot. It's like, let the mouse go. It's we've done it enough. And then. Carrie is like shit talking Deandra saying that she's like only focused on herself and this is like a feud out of nowhere yeah dude, I'm getting a little like annoyed about that just because when Carrie like you can tell Carrie just starts like out of nowhere and it's like it it's like annoying to watch because she's like <laughs> mean to Deandra and and yeah. starts like as if they're in like middle school and just is like, well, you didn't do that. You didn't do that. And it's like, Carrie, stop, relax. It's, like, stop. It's the kind of thing where it's like, I, I'm i sure I don't doubt that there's like some basis for it, but it comes across very like, I decided that this season, Deandra is going to be my enemy. And now I'm going to talk shit about her every chance I get. And she, um, I don't know. There were lots of Shannon Digas at her birthday party. <laughs> <which> <laughs> that was really funny. She's like, Shannon Digas, then it took you could tell the producer in the confessional was it took them a minute to realize that she mentioned shenanigans, which I it's thought like, was really funny. That is when when the producers don't even know like what what she was saying. Right. But listen, she's try she's trying. That's not it's it's funny when she like can't. Also, I've noticed last episode when they were like her. What does she always she always says it's a situation, and I was like, she does. They have worked this into the episode like 12 <laughs> times now. I'm like, damn, okay, I guess she says it. <laughs> Absolutely. And also, we can't uh, not talk about Olivia impersonating her mother because that was... Oh, my God. Very, very accurate and funny. Olivia, and Olivia is like a breakout Out of nowhere, like star? MVP yeah. child on Real Housewives <laughs> of Dallas. It's interesting because most, most of the Dallas cast have young kids. Like, we've yeah. never had, uh, like, teenagers and stuff really on the show before. Um, like, I think Brandy probably has the oldest kids other than Carrie. And so it's it's nice to have kind of that dynamic of a real mature conversation. Olivia's being open about struggling with depression. And it's I think it kind of is helping out Carrie look better on the show because that's a, a situation, a situation oh, where... <laughs> Where like I actually am like wow like it's nice to see her in this kind of position where she is like you know caring for her daughter and saying like it makes me feel so bad that I like how did I not notice and that's I think something that a lot of people and I'm sure a lot of parents can relate to that it's like not always being aware of what your kids are going through yeah I agree um I think that the more airtime Olivia has had, like in her confessional, she's becoming more and more like of someone like I want to listen to speak. And I feel like this year, not this season, this year, I know we've talked about this a bunch, but like the kids are really making like a, a story here. And it's really, really great that we're seeing just different perspectives on life and different things that they're going through. Because yeah, on these shows, like we see, okay, Carrie's getting drunk on her 50th birthday. And like, that's what we like to see. But now we are really seeing more of like behind the scenes and how the kids are dealing with everyday events and how the parents have Mm -hmm. to deal with that. Because we've seen them, you know, cook them dinner or whatever, but to actually have a sit down of them discussing real life issues is something different right like on atlanta when noelle is kind of like talking sense into her mom about wedding stuff it's like yeah that's actually like a really helpful 
kind of like voice to have in the room. Wait, I love though when Carrie came out and she's like, hi, Livy. Oh, okay, so your hair's still purple. <laughs> like starting she's it like, off thought, strong. She's like, I thought two washes, it was going to go out. Um, so then we have uh, Brandy. Brandy's birthday is happening, which I was looking up Housewives birthdays. And fun fact, Carrie's birthday is actually like four days after Brandy's birthday on the calendar. So I'm wondering if this was because Brandy had traveled to Florida. They had to like do her birthday party after in case she couldn't be with the cast or something. I don't know. I I, th- I think that's like the simplest explanation. <laughs> but I just I'm- was like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, or I mean, there could have been a lot or like it was production and they just like switched the episodes. Who knows? I don't know. But I think that it made me sad because I really miss going to a winery. And oh my God, yeah, I am just like daydreaming about it. But I thought it was like me. Was it Cameron who like threw Brandy's stickhead on the ground, which one of them <laughs> got off the bus? And I was like, that was so uncalled for. It's not a real person. Well, it's like, so Deandra is the one planning this event and she puts this like mannequin head on a stick and it's Captain Brandy. I don't, okay. It was like a dumb gag. I thought it was kind of funny at first, whatever. But Carrie and Cameron have decided that this is like the most obnoxious thing they can imagine and that Deandra is trying way too hard. And they're like, you know, like, Deandra's just not funny like that. And she's trying to be funny. And it's, like, it's really, like, cringe. And it's, like, it's not that cringe. Like, it's just, like, a dumb joke. And I feel like they're using this, like, dumb joke to, like, push their agenda that Deandra is, like, obnoxious. And it's, like, just just chill. It's not that deep. Well, first of all, Deandra's just, she's not a, I would never, um, that's not a word I would use to to describe Deandra. Like, to be honest, well, let's go back to I want to say something that Carrie started with Deandra again and was like critiquing her party planning and was like the mm-hmm. tequila was too warm. You, you didn't have ice. Like at that point, I was like, you're this is like not even like a fun fight. You're just truly being like mean and annoying. And like that's not party planning. That's just you nitpicking things like Deandra didn't do anything wrong. And at that point, whenever this happens to Deandra, I don't know if you feel this way. I feel like she feels so like helpless. And doesn't know what to do. Yeah, I I think this season, Deandra seems to kind of have like a fresher energy. Like she seems less weighed down by the stuff that's going on with her mom and her company, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, like Cameron and Carrie especially seem very bothered by Deandra in a way that it's like, it doesn't necessarily seem based on anything real. So they're like, or at least that we know about. So they're like fixating on all these dumb things. And it's like, nobody cares about like Captain Brandy is not worth, you know, making a thing about. Right. And the issue is, I feel like exactly what you just said, when this happens, when people like just have nothing else to like talk about or, or have a problem with them, they find someone weaker than them or that are, that is doing well in life. Like Deandra's doing great. She's, you know, looks great, feels great. Everything's great. So I don't know. That's just my take on it. Maybe it's like they are sad with themselves. So they're like, let's pray. (laughs) Well, and this happened. So on the show, Cameron is making a dig about how Deandra gets money from her mom and Deandra, both on Twitter and on watch what happens live was like, (laughs) you get all your money from your husband. Like, (laughs) 
I, like really like is yeah. this the route you want to go down like deandra like i mean clearly she's gotten help from her mom but like she does have she does work like she's not it's not like she has nothing going on also like as a grown woman that is such a weird dig to make like where you get your money from that's weird especially like where it's come like where the source is especially when you are clearly having your lifestyle funded by your husband correct correct no that's the thing like no shade to anyone's financial situation it's just like a weird road to go down for these people especially yeah like nope literally we don't care but like don't call it out if you're the one dealing with it also so um thanks how sparkle dog no sorry that was a dig oh my god i'm i'm a i'm having fun though like this winery trip seems interesting i'm excited to see what goes on i want to hear more from jen because i feel like jen is like she i mean she was supposed to be a housewife until sometime like late in the process and so clearly they've kind of like cut some of her stuff but like she's always there and she hasn't had a confessional yet and so i'm like i want to i want to know what she's thinking because i feel like she has a lot going on beneath the surface Uh, i agree i feel like her and carrie uh sorry her and cam together are remind me of like a 2000s chick flick like duos right how funny are they to get (laughs) like simple life well because i've noticed jen has this habit of like cameron will be like yeah girl so brandy is like saying this to me and then jen will be like yeah totally girl brandy is saying that to you (laughs) and then she's like i just didn't it was really funny that last episode cameron was like don't poke don't poke she was like i did not have a good time at dim sum and jen's like yeah me too girl i had a ball and cameron was like no i didn't have fun (laughs) i know but then at the end of that conversation i think it was don't poke she was like don't poke don't poke poke." and jen was like don't poke (laughs) it's so funny i yeah i'm i i'm enjoying the season i feel like it's just like a little you know it's entertaining i'm liking it I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day, and it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? 
Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, shall we move on to, oh, my Lanta, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I don't even, I'm not even kidding. Like, I, I don't have words anymore to describe how I feel about Jen's reaction. That first scene... It's the so last episode, of course, we saw Whitney, you know, making amends with Lisa and Meredith, and they seemed to leave off at a really good place. And Heather and Jen were hanging out, and all of a sudden, despite Whitney and Jen, uh, like seemingly leaving off on good terms in the bathtubs, all of a sudden, Jen is like on one about Whitney Rose again. And she meets up, she meets up with Lisa and Meredith. And they tell her that they've had a nice afternoon with Whitney and she apologized and things are good. And she just like fucking loses it. Like, like all sense of like normal reaction to any kind of situation like this is just out the door. It is, it was bizarre to watch. It, that's exactly it. It it was like um, it was very weird to watch it because you were like, "What the fuck is going on?" She was like, "You take Mary Cosby's side. You take Whitney's side. What? That is not what this is about. Like, why now? Because at that moment she brought up Mary. Now it's like you just don't let things go. You really don't. That- she doesn't let things go, and she is, she is like, she love she. She is like so fixated on this idea of loyalty that she has that loyalty means that anyone that she slightly has a problem with, if you have any kind of relationship with them, that you are like, that you must be betraying Jen. And it's like, that is not how life works. Yeah. And and the other thing is she either freaks out or when you have her in a conversation, she just starts crying and plays the victim. So it's like, Jen, you got to sit down and have a normal conversation. We'll get to the hip, hypnotist, whatever, but she, um, <laughs> hip, hypnotist, yeah, hypnotist. I can't like Psychic, say it. Well, I don't know. Psychic. Kimberly. We'll get there. But that is like kind of what she needed. A, right. A, a different, uh, air, like place to sit new someone she doesn't know, but whatever. The one that when she, during her freak out at dinner, what the way she got in Whitney's face, she put her mm-hmm. hands on Heather. She threatened Whitney again. She has now threatened people's lives like three or four times. And when that they, is not okay. They showed in a flashback, Jen telling Heather that the only reason Whitney is not dead in the lake behind her house is because of her friendship with Heather. And it's like, that is, that's not a thing wild. that you can just say, like, it's one thing to say, like, I'm going to kill you. Like, and like as a throwaway comment, but like, why are you talking about some burying someone in the lake? Like, sh- stop it. And then you last week she threatened to drown her, and then she meet she threatened someone else like another time. And it's just like that. This is like not. It's that's not fun to watch. It's like okay, it happens one time. This is like ongoing behavior, and it's like uncomfortable because Whitney literally said when she was saying telling uh one of the other I forgot who wasn't there. I can't literally cannot like Mary. keep up. Mary what what was happening 
She was like in Jen's eyes. It looked like she was going to do something. And I'm sorry. Right. She got very close to Whitney's face. Like, and her finger was in her face. I was like, oh my God, Jen. Like, I'm curious. I'm curious what you think. So before, before Whitney and Heather show up, Meredith again says she's disengaging and leaves the conversation. And she later comes back when they're in the hotel room without Jen. But I'm curious. I've seen kind of both sides. Some people think that Meredith has an issue with avoiding conflict, whereas some people appreciate her stance. I'm curious where you fall on that. Okay. So I said this to you earlier where I usually get annoyed when when housewives continuously leave. It's like, stop, stop. You're ruining like the moment in the show and you need to stop mm-hmm. walking away. Meredith now actually has done it like every episode. And in my opinion, I was like, okay, she does it in a nice classy way. But I do have to say in this specific like scenario, she didn't necessarily need to walk away. She walked away before Jen even got like not so, but, but I she needs. Think, yeah. I almost feel like this was a situation where she could tell that there was some bullshit yeah. before. So it's like she kind of saw it coming and was like, yeah. I'm not going to do this with you. And obviously then she that response was validated, I think, by what happened after she left. I really liked the scene where the four of them minus Jen came together and sort of put the pieces together of like, wait, 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 wait. So Jen is like, so angry at Whitney because she was, you know, lying on her. And then all of a sudden, Meredith finds out that Jen has been talking shit about her behind her back and, you know, spreading these weird half rumors about her marriage. And I I liked that these women could kind of sit down and talk this through. I'm curious now to know what goes wrong between Whitney and Lisa, because they seem to be on good terms this episode. And we know now, go listen to our interview, that they are not yeah. friendly. And she was on Watch Rappin's Live last night, too. And they're they're not they're not good. But I also, side note, I noticed that they are not all staying in the same hotel, which I thought was also interesting and very bizarre. But mm. side note, that four of them talking, though, is it's just I'm I'm literally at a loss of for words because her. I don't know what she wants from this. Like she said in her confessional that she can only move forward when she finds out who is lying. So at that point though, say that to the girl, have a conversation and say that to the women. Why did you just say that so calmly? And like, so everyone would be on your side in your confessional that dinner before you bugged out would have been the perfect opportunity to do that. Right. Get everyone in the room. Obviously, Mary's not there. Maybe Mary is the person she needs to hear from the most. But that's the thing. It's like Whitney. Okay. Like maybe if Whitney said something that was untrue, she said it because Mary said it to her. And so it's like, maybe Mary was lying. Maybe Whitney or maybe Lisa or Meredith is like not being 100% truthful. But it's like, nobody is like, Nobody is like slandering Jen Shaw's name through the mud. Like the root, the like thing at the root of this is somebody saying that they're a little scared of Jen Shaw, which like based on her reaction this episode, like would you not be scared of Jen Shaw? Right. Oh, sorry. Also meant to say last night, Whitney actually said she 100% because they were saying, Whitney, why is this all your fault? Mm -hmm. And she said, I don't know, because Mary's actually the one that said it. I'm just the messenger. Messenger always gets shot, blah, blah, blah. She said she 100% believes Mary and that Lisa absolutely said that she's scared of Jen. So Lisa's like I just think it's like, 
I, I would believe that for sure. I think it's one of those things where like to say like, I'm scared of Jen. It's not that crazy because like you, that could be in a context as simple as like, I need to have this conversation and I'm scared she's going to blow up at me. Like, it's not like I have to take my family into witness protection because I'm so scared of Jen. Like it's not that deep. And the fact that Jen is like, is acting like somebody has like dragged her name through the mud. And then I really appreciate that Heather goes to talk to her the next day and really lays it all out for her. And is like, Jen, like you are (laughs) the one who is the problem right now. Like it's uh, like, okay, if you're mad about what was being said, that's fine. But like in this instance, you are the one who has taken it too far. Oh, absolutely. However, we forgot one minor detail. Heather was just going to Jen's room to pick up some stuff that Jen left there because Jen had randomly gone home. She flew home. And then Heather goes to the room and Jen's getting done up by her glam squad with absolutely (laughs) zero remorse or emotion or anything at all. And Heather, let me just tell you, is one of the nicest slash best friends or humans I've ever seen because not one person, including myself, would ever talk to Jen again after multiple blowouts, not just the one for last night. Heather was giving her the benefit of the doubt and and literally explaining to her, like what you just said, yeah, what she was I, doing. And the girl just doesn't, she wasn't like, it, it almost it's it's a little tough for me because it's like I appreciate that Heather is like trying to hold her accountable, tough love, whatever. But also it's like I almost wish Heather would just like give up on Jen and oh, just yeah. go go about her day because I feel like she's letting it ruin her trip. She whatever. So she brings Jen to this psychic hypnotist, whatever, Kimberly in an amazing wig. They're at her house, I don't know, there's a couch with like gigantic pillows. I this I love a good psychic spiritual moment on Housewives. And okay, but if I was in Vegas and someone surprisingly brought me like there, Oh yeah, I'd this is a weird upset. trip to Vegas, but it's entertaining. And I I Kimberly really did her job and got in there and was um was asking the tough questions and <laughs> I enjoyed I was- it laughing like out loud laughing when Jen was apologizing but then Kimberly kept going "Uh, oh sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry and then Jen like kept looking at her and then she was cutting her off the way she was apologizing and then Mm -hmm. Jen was like kept looking at her and you can tell she wanted to bug Jen wanted to freak out so bad she was like she was like okay so I can't threaten to slit Kimberly's throat (laughs) so what can I do in this situation also when I mean, when Je- when Heather walked in with Jen behind her, you could like cut the tension with a knife. And Meredith's confessional, where she just says, "I think Kimberly's going to need a bigger crystal." <laughs> <laughs> I well, was laughing so hard. The thing is, like, she at that moment, Jen felt very vulnerable and because it wasn't her being the one in charge i do have to say though like i'm not making an excuse for her by any means she clearly does have like the, it affected her marriage like we all know that but yeah. you have issues that you need to work out and then come back to the group you cannot take out right. these issues that have nothing to do with the group on the group you can't well and and particularly she and whitney already talked this through she whitney acknowledged that she you know, went about this the wrong way. And Jen seemed to accept that apology. So it's like, I mean, we've seen this on other housewives shows for sure that it's like, 
okay, it's, if you're not ready to forgive somebody, that's one thing. But if you've already had the conversation and said that you accept their apology, then it's it's not really fair to still be holding that grudge. Like if it's one thing if you need some time to let to be close to them again or something, but it's like you can't just scream at them again because you feel like it. Like yeah, that's not how apologies and friendships and relationships work. Right, but then they did go around and was like, "Who trusts who?" She went around individually, oh, and I so love, no one, no one I raised love their hands during game. Yeah, for anything. And then Kimberly was like, "All right," because she knew she could tell <laughs> who doesn't trust Jen. And then everyone raised everyone. their hand, and Jen just like Jen looked like a little child, like in this in this scene. This is I, this is an instance where it's like I don't obviously like I think Jen has made a lot of like terrible decisions and like reactions and stuff, but like that's not fun to be sitting in a circle and to have no one say they trust you but it's well, like well then don't yeah, do I mean, what you did she, right right like she did it to herself but in some sense it's like i do i that yeah that's a shitty situation of course. i hope she realizes that and then kind of the the icing on the cake or as lisa would say the cherry oh on God. the topping on the icing of the cake <laughs> is that they ask who doesn't trust heather and Jen raises her hand heather's heather's which is just like look could like could turn kill. the knife yeah <laughs> Oh, I felt bad. Yeah, because because out of everyone in this group, Heather is the one person who has really like a hundred percent ridden for Jen and like stuck up for her and done the put in the work to try and fix these relationships with mm-hmm. Jen. And it's like, damn, that's cold. But that just goes to what you said before, where is that the sign that Heather needs to just stop helping her to move on? Because like, what the hell? I did this and now you don't trust me. So what do I have to do yeah. for you to trust me? That doesn't make Ooh. any sense. Yeah, this was a whirlwind. We'll see. we'll see. Again, no Mary. She's stuck in the closet, but you oh know. My God. I can't she like <laughs> she oh, gets FaceTimed in. Like it's the her best. closet. Her closet that's the thermostat is set to 81 degrees. You saw, it showed that? Yes, it did. Oh, I did not 81 see. 81 degrees. But in the dead of, in February in Utah. Can you imagine her energy bill? Her her vanity. Um, They showed a new, like, she was sitting at her vanity. And it was so, I was like, oh, my God, just let me organize the vanity. That's it. I don't even need to do the closet. Just the vanity. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, well, w- what fun. What fun. We will be back tomorrow with another episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And be cool. Don't be all, like, uncool. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.